0: Welcome to The Sword in the Trial, a podcast of Founders Ministries. Founders Ministries exists for the recovery of the gospel and the reformation of churches. I'm Jerry Longshore.
1: And I'm Tom Askell.
0: Thanks for being with us today on The Sword in the Trial, and we would love to have you with us in January, January 21st through the 23rd. We'll be having our conference, The Only God on the Doctrine of God. We're going to have Vody Bacham here. You'll be preaching. I'll be preaching. Chad Vegas will be preaching. We will have James Dolezal mm-hmm. here with us, and we've got the Just Thinking guys that are coming to do a podcast. We're going to have a great time where we've got so many. Things planned. Oh, we got some great exhibitors already lined up. Yeah. We went and saw the space, the new larger space, and space is filling up quickly. This is going to be a wonderful time. So register at Founders.org.
1: Yes, that's going to be January 21 through 23, Southwest Florida. Great time of year to be down here, uh, very near the subtropics. So you don't want to miss that. And we would love to uh, have you connect with us. We especially want to thank our fan members and our Founders Alliance churches for their support, enabling us to do what we do at Founders Ministries, and. We'll One of the projects that uh, we are... uh in the midst of, and getting ready to release the very first episode, is the Wield the Sword project. And man, we've been working on this for a year, almost a full year, and we've got season one almost completed, uh, the first episode of season one, we're ready to release very soon, and we are raising money for season two. So you can go to the Founders website, look under Wield the Sword, and, and you'll see we have a matching gift, and it continues for just another couple of weeks or so. We would love to have your support if you're in a position to do that, so that we we can move forward on production and get season two filmed and ready to be edited and released, hopefully in the next few months.
0: So I see from a sticker on your coat that you voted. I did vote. Have you voted? Nice. I voted twice, like every good citizen <laughs> should.
1: <laughs> you know, the government
0: uh, sent me sent me too. I mean, why why shouldn't I, I
1: just? I have a confession to make, though. You know, uh, it, it grieves me deeply to have to say this, but I heard that uh, my uncle voted for joe biden and I, he would never have done that when he was alive it just kills me
0: oh, i see i see well yeah. today is election day yeah it not is. for us but we're doing this that's a little, right a little in advance but i
1: have actually already voted
0: but it is it is election day
1: yeah it is and uh, man a lot of nervousness you know a lot of uncertainty people are, uh, are rightly we understand why people are very concerned cuz i think as we you and i've talked it doesn't matter who wins the election we're in some really troubled days mm-hmm. now when i say it doesn't matter i think it does matter significantly But uh, we're going to have trouble in the United States, no matter who wins. And Christians need to remember to think Christianly. We need to remember Psalm 146, to put no confidence in princes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, let's, do, let's let's riff off a little bit. It's interesting you say you know it doesn't matter and then it does matter, which is kind of like the law of non-contradiction, right? It has to be in the same sense and at the same time. And mm-hmm. So you're saying it doesn't matter in one sense, That's right. it does matter in another sense. So why don't we dive into that? In what sense does it not matter?
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter in the sense of uh, the aftermath immediately. I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of turmoil, uh, the tensions that have bubbled up over the last many months, even the last few years, I think are going to bubble up even further. So I I hate it, but I'm not going to be surprised if there's all kind of violence mm-hmm. and, um, you know, anarchy in the streets, even worse than what we've seen, regardless of who gets elected. In, in another sense, you know, I want to Say it doesn't matter, but I want to qualify it because God is God, God is working, and it doesn't matter in terms of the fulfillment of His ultimate purpose. Amen. God's going to raise up uh, certain leaders, He's going to cast down other leaders, and He's going to do it in complete harmony with His ultimate goal that will bring Him glory and be good for His people. So I don't want to be cavalier when I say, oh, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It, because it does matter. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. There are all kinds of consequences that will arise from who gets elected in this uh, presidential election.
0: Right. Another way, I mean, another mm-hmm. implication of the way in which it does not matter is that you said we're going to continue to have this civil unrest. And I believe we will, too. And that is because we need something deeper than a political movement. So yeah. we need something deeper than better um, better presidents and better um, governors and all of that kind of stuff we're dealing with an actual faith commitment that is not the christian faith commitment that is bearing its nasty fruit Mm. in our civil life and as christians we look at a time like this and we go well thank god for the nation in which we live thank god for a constitutional republic where we are able to appoint our leaders where we are actually the kings and queens of the nation. We thank God for that kind of thing and don't let us ever get caught up in trusting princes. We need the new birth. We need people to be born again by the power of the spirit. We need to see people taking God's word seriously which can only come as they trust in the son and they repent of sin and as they do that as God himself is the one who must bring about this great work Well, then we'll see the fruit
1: downstream. Yeah, absolutely. And we need to think Christianly about politics because politics is a part of life and God is the author of all life. And so his word governs all that we do in this world he created Mm -hmm. and the life he's given to us. And so, you know, I you can fall into a lot of potholes. You know, we probably have stepped in some potholes along the way, but we've tried to be as careful as we can be in thinking biblically about all of life, including politics. There are some who think that the kingdom of God will come in through political machinations. You know, if we get the right people elected, right judges on the court, then these good things will happen and that will be evidence of the kingdom of God. That, that's not the way the kingdom of God works. I mean, the kingdom of God is within you, Jesus said. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that is external or can be externally coerced. However, when the kingdom of God is operating within the people of God, it's going to have an impact beyond those people. It's not just going to be me and Jesus uh, living our lives in the kingdom, mm-hmm. but I'm going to start living in harmony with the God who is. I'm going to start speaking things that are true, and I'm going to start contending for things that are right. And that doesn't mean that if we get the, a right man elected as president or a right judge appointed to the Supreme Court, that, look, there's the kingdom of God. Yeah. It's not But that is an impact of the kingdom.
0: Man, I'm so glad the the, the kingdom of God idea is so important. We, and there are people that believe, you know, the kingdom of God is going to come in on air force one, that whole Mm -hmm. idea. And that fits because the way America thinks is quite pragmatic. And so we think if we can just kind of manipulate this thing and work this system, and then we're going to be able to produce this fruit, but it's always a top down. It's not going to be bottom up. It's from God. God must do this. And then the kingdom of God is spiritual. The kingdom of God is spiritual. And I like to say it's spiritual and it is ruled by a body and soul, resurrected king and it is full of embodied souls and that spiritual kingdom is coming on earth as it is in heaven that that little phrase right there if you get that right in your mind then i think you're going to be better positioned to make good decisions in elections and to and to just think and live well in the midst of an election season because Mm -hmm. you're saying okay you know, we've received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So we'll just, and we're not going to equate that kingdom with the kingdoms of this world. We're not going to equate that kingdom with our own nation. But we are going to live as citizens of that heavenly kingdom that is coming upon earth that will have implications upon this world. But we're trusting in Jesus Christ to the King of Kings. We're not putting our trust in in princes, as Psalm 146 right. says. And,
1: and Christians in America or in any kind of a democratic republic where you have opportunity to let your voice be heard, you have an opportunity to vote. But we should understand what our vote is, what it's not. You know, our vote is not a, a stamp of imprimatur on the character and on the, uh, uh, the person in every aspect of his being whom we are voting for. I, I read this recently. I really like it. it. It's not a valentine that we send to the candidate. It's a chess move. It's a strategic act that we are thinking about an end game and how we're trying to maneuver things that will be good in loving our neighbors. I mean, yeah. I, when we voted, uh, one of the serious conversations Don and I had and thinking through, okay, how do we vote for these different people on the ballot? Is you know, what's most loving for our neighbors? What what would be best for our neighbors? And quite honestly, man, I look at the Democratic platform. I could not vote for anybody who stands on that platform. It is godless. It hates people. And even when Joe Biden said recently, you know, about eight-year-olds ought to have the right to go through uh, uh, transgender maneuvers if they want to. That is hateful. That's child abuse. And I don't know how any thinking Christian could vote for such a person.
0: Yeah, I know. And I feel like the tables have really turned on this. I know there are still um, Christians. I saw recently uh, pro-life Christians for Biden or something. <laughs> oh, it's some, yes. some Like pro-Jew nonsense.
1: Christians for
0: Hitler. I know. And it, I don't know... Personally, I mean, maybe I don't have enough friends or whatever, but I don't know people that are really going to be able to, with a straight face and saying, I love the Lord Jesus Christ, say, well, I'm going to, I I want uh, a president of this nation who is for the slaughter of children. This is what I want. You can't say that with a straight face. We thank God for even technologies that have advanced. You need more friends. I know, Uh, I I need more friends. I've heard
1: it. I've had the conversation. Let
0: my point be that this is so basic. This is so fundamental. This is so clearly revealed in scripture that you are not permitted to put a person in the presidency of the United States who is telling you straight up, I think that women right. should be able to kill their children. Right. Well, you, well, then you're not going to be holding to the Christian faith. That's right. You're not going to really be trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ as long as you're operating that way. Well, can you be a Christian who's all misguided? Yeah, I'm not talking about the personal regeneration of that person. I'm saying it's absolutely inconsistent with what God has revealed to us concerning the Christian faith.
1: Yeah, and, and that's where you know, uh, this whole issue that we've been dealing with for the last few years and founders uh comes to another head it's okay we are looking at a pagan religion that has made significant inroads and syncretistically has begun to take some Christians captive in the way that they think. And so, well, you know, uh, we're not political, and I can be a Christian and vote for uh, someone who says it's okay for women to slaughter their unborn children, when, you you know, you you can be a a confounded Christian, you can be someone who's deeply confused, and you can be someone who is is, uh, dishonoring the Lord whom you profess to be your savior. Uh, You can't be a right-thinking Christian and do that.
0: Yeah. Boy, Psalm 146 is so wonderful here. Psalm 146, verse 3 says, put not your trust in princes. And you might think, well, you know, why not? Well, the psalmist begins to indicate, in a son of man, (laughs) in a son of man, in whom there is no salvation. So there is no salvation. There's no salvation in Donald Trump. There's no salvation in Joe Biden. And then he goes on in verse 4 saying, When his breath departs, he returns to the earth on that very day, his plans perish so the reason you're not supposed to trust the prince is that he's going to die he's going to die you have the same problem with the priests in the Old Testament right you just had to have like next priest up next priest up next priest up because it's through this priest that you know at least some would say we're supposed to kind of get some kind of relationship to God but your priest keeps dying Mm -hmm. you need the great high priest Mm -hmm. you need the Lord Jesus Christ who never dies and therefore he is the one who can intercede and the same thing here along the lines of king you know the problem with your Old Testament is your kings they just kept dying kings kept sinning you know and judgment kept coming upon the nation as a result well now we know that uh, none of these uh, earthly kings are going to do we need a salvation that is not merely earthly Mm -hmm. we we don't need uh, just to make sure that the supreme court doesn't get packed do we need to make sure (laughs) the supreme court doesn't get packed Absolutely. But is it the only thing we need? If we get that, will all be well with us? No, all will not be well with us. There is no salvation as man. When he dies, his plans perish.
1: Yeah, I think it comes back to as Christians having a two world view, just remembering that there is a world beyond this world, remembering that there is God in heaven and creation. And so we live not just for this world in which he has placed us here and now. We ought to be good stewards of that. We shouldn't disdain that. But we live for another world. We have eternity in front of us. And so the decisions we make and the way that we operate, the way we respond to what happens in this world needs to always be informed by the world to come. And we see this throughout history in the Bible. We see this is where martyrs come from. They get this and they grasp it. I'm thinking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And uh, man, You know, King, our God is able to deliver us. And if not, Mm -hmm. we're still not going to bow down to you. That needs to be the Christian point of view. They were thinking of life beyond the furnace. right? And we need to be thinking like that as well.
0: And it radically shaped the way that they lived in in that time. You know, it's... It's indicting upon us, but it sure seems to me that many people would think, well, you know, if I was back there with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I could bow the knee and I just not mean it. You know, we we have this, we have uh, maybe the the two idea, the two idea goes wrong because we think, well, I've got, I've got my spiritual life and I've got my physical life and, you know, I'm being told here to bow the knee. And I can I can bow it and just not mean it. Just cross my no, you can't just cross yeah. your fingers. You are to represent Jesus yeah. Christ on earth. You are to honor God on earth, yeah. and you're going to do that the way Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did, as you're trusting Him and not living for this world only. Yeah. Um, the psalmist goes on, verse five: Blessed is he who hope whose hope is the God of Jacob, whose hope is the Lord his God. So not only are you not supposed to put your trust in princes, there's no salvation there, but you will actually be blessed if you put your hope in God. Right now, we're seeing so many people put their hope in, mm. in leaders and mm. this is indicting on the right and the left this is not just oh, right. all the leftists put all their hope in joe biden there's all kinds of people that put their their hope in donald trump no you're not going to be blessed that way you're not going to be blessed by putting your hope in these kinds of leaders but you will be blessed as you put your hope in the lord god
1: yeah and, and when you do that it sets you free it sets you free to vote it sets you free to think politically to think culturally to engage your work uh, with the awareness that what you're doing right now matters but it it matters in the light of eternity Mm -hmm. and eternity is far superior so i mean for christians what should you do tomorrow you should wake up and you should do your job You should go to work. You should take care of your responsibilities with the same confidence that you've had in God since the time he revealed Christ to you, knowing that his throne hasn't tottered at all by Mm -hmm. this election. He's ruling. He's reigning. Our hope is in him. And, And then if consequences start coming down on Christians and you have a boss that says, okay, now because of the election, you've got to do this or you can't do that, you still have a Lord in heaven. And you honor him and you don't let any of the pressures from culture, from society, from politics, from your community, from your employment, you don't let those things knock you off course of putting your hope in God. And so you have that confidence saying, look. I, you know, I belong to another. He purchased me mm-hmm. and I'm going to offer up all my faculties to him in service as his slave. And if that gives you a cramp, you're going to have to be cramped. And if that causes you to kill me, then you're going to have to kill me because mm-hmm. I belong to my God and Savior.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting to have this conversation before the actual election day, knowing this mm-hmm. podcast is going to drop on election day. And we could kind of play out some of the scenarios and the temptations that might come if it breaks either way for really Christians that are listening to this podcast. We probably know where they're at. They're going to be conservative. They're going to be, um, they're going to be trusting the Lord, taking God's word seriously. But this relationship between heaven and earth and this relationship between the physical and the spiritual and the relationship between the kingdom of God and the United States of America, we need wisdom on all of those things. And it's interesting right here in the psalm that we've been considering when it says, put your hope in the Lord. Verse six says, mm. who made heaven... And Earth, Mm -hmm. He made heaven and Earth, and along those lines, I I wonder if you can you can go wrong on your earthly life in a few different ways. Yeah, I could see that happen. So, say Joe Biden wins. If Joe Biden wins. Oh, well you know the the liberals and the leftists, the radical left is taken over you know but i still have my bible and i still have my church and i still have my family and so i'm going to hunker down i'm going to pull back and and we're actually not going to go out there and try to see the kingdom of god um come on earth as it is in heaven there could be a tendency to this reaction which we've talked about the benedict option by rod Dreher. i read that book and i really like a lot of things about that book i think there's some inclination in there to just kind of pull back and pull away and I could see that kind of move from Christians. Now that doesn't mean like a tactical retreat so like I'm getting out of right. California. Hey, y'all should all get out of California. Come down <laughs> to Southwest Florida right here. We got a Governor DeSantis we thank God for him, man. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that is is doing some good stuff when we got Governor the tyr- tyr- uh, tyrannical leader Governor Newsom. Y'all come over here so I'm not talking about just the idea that you might have to have some tactical retreats but you could just be, you could despair if Joe Biden wins and then you could think well you know God is just God in heaven and he's not God on earth anymore and then I'm just going to operate as if God is only God in heaven I think that's one danger I think there's other dangers you got any things that come out as you think if Biden wins or if Trump wins
1: yeah well I I think that if Trump wins there are going to be Christians who think oh good you know now it's over now this is exactly what we need and it can fuel a wrong kind of thinking about how we should engage the political process I mean I you know I want righteousness in our land and I want Christianity To know God better, and I want those who don't know God to come to know Him. And so we can't, as believers, if the vote goes the way that you hope it goes, you can't then say, okay, you know, now we've got our prince in power and he's the one that's going to do all these good things. And no, we have to continue to hope in God. And what's the job of of a Christian tomorrow morning, or actually it's probably going to be weeks before we know the final outcome of this election. What's the job? It's the same thing it was last year and the year before. We are to honor Jesus Christ. We're to go into all the world and preach the gospel. We're to go and make disciples. Mm-hmm. We are to call men, women, and children to turn from sin, trust the Lord Jesus, be reconciled to their creator, and to live like real Christians who have been reconciled to God. So the the fundamentals don't change. The specifics might change Mm -hmm. and if it becomes more difficult to be Christian in America because of this election and consequences that flow from it well then let's take God at his word let's remember whose shoulders we stand on let's recognize the blood of the martyrs that God has used for the seed of the church throughout history and let's not compromise our convictions of the lordship of Jesus Christ from pressures that come from the right or the left Mm -hmm. so the fundamentals don't change and Man, I know that uh, there's been a lot of division among Christians politically in the United States over the last couple of years, and and I hate that. I mean, I, I think our politics need to be handled under the lordship of Christ, mm-hmm. and we need to think principally, as we just talked about. And again, I don't. If, if you tell me you can support a man who advocates for the slaughter of unborn children, we're not practicing the same religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't. We're not on the we're not on the same playing field here, and I uh, need to quickly try to assess that and knowing, you know, whether I can't count on you to follow Christ the way that I'm convinced the Bible tells me to follow Christ. And, and so, you know, I, We can just disagree and you go your way. But I'm not counting on you and I'm not calling on you to stand with me on what the word says. But where brothers and sisters have different views about whether you can vote for Trump or whether you can vote for Republicans or whatever, you know, and they, they, they get into the weeds on these things. Okay, let's stand together on the word of God. Let's not compromise what our core convictions are, what our core responsibilities are. And we better we better engage more
0: now than we ever have. Yeah. One thing's for certain uh, in times like these, we're going to need to be strong and courageous. And we actually have a book in the works called Strong and Courageous. Mm -hmm. And we're considering what it means to follow the Lord Jesus Christ amid this rise of America's new religion, which is certainly going to be displayed in the election that is coming up in November. And uh, the reason it's going to take courage is because no matter which way this thing breaks, we know that we have civil unrest going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, no matter which way this thing breaks, the tendency is for Christians to really say to, to identify themselves body and soul with the Republican right. Party or with the Democratic Party. And so it's going to take courage and strength to say, look, you know, I don't want to pack Supreme Court and I don't want any more dead babies. So I'm obviously yeah. on the right side here. I'm mm-hmm. on conserv- conservatism, but there's all I'm not going to pretend at all. I'm not going to equate the Republican Party with the with Christianity. Right. I mean, it must be out of your mind if you're going to do something like that. So it's going to take strength and courage a Along those lines, and then we—I'm convinced—we are dealing with the the civil fruit of an interfaith commitment. And you say, "Well, okay, what? What do you mean by that?" Well, the the inner faith commitment is faith in humanity it's faith in oneself and it's even fitting kind of with our form of government there's a wonderful christian way to come to our form of government but there's a humanitarian kind of way to come to our government and think well we're worshiping the creature and then you Mm -hmm. develop notions of equality we get into this in our book you develop notions of autonomy we get into this in our book black lives matter plays a role in this Mm -hmm. antifa plays a role in this the riots that are going on plays a role in this abortion plays a role in this all of this you're dealing with the, the, um, maturation of a, an intersecularism where the ideas are actually now um, gripping, gripping down here in our politics in ways that they haven't before. We've you, mm-hmm. seen it in the past, mm-hmm. but now it is—it's become vicious. And so, we keep an eye out for that. We're hustling right now to get that book out as fast as we can, and hope it will be a benefit to many. But it's certainly going to be needed in the wake of this election.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I just can't underscore enough the importance. I mean, as a pastor, we want to have this message for our congregation. And we want to encourage other believers look, uh, whatever happens in the outcome of this presidential election, God is still God. Mm -hmm. And this Psalm 146 is a good psalm to meditate on. I'd encourage you to read it in your home, uh, pray through it, read it in your congregations, and encourage your your people to think and pray through it that we have the eternal King of all kings who sits upon the throne. He's not threatened. He's not challenged by what is taking place on earth. And if we know him, then we should live like people. Who know Him, who are in His service, and who have nothing to fear in the midst of all the crazy that is going on around us? Absolutely,
0: uh, we're going to have joy no matter what happens yeah. post-election, no matter who is elected, and whatever decision is made by this nation in the vote that's upcoming. Uh, none of that will change. Verse five of this psalm: "Blessed mm-hmm. is he whose hope is the God of Jacob." So you should anticipate to be blessed as long as you remain trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ, trusting in the. God who has redeemed us through his son Jesus Christ. So we can have joy there's going to be people you know there's going to be despair one right. way or the other. absolutely. So people, you're going to have all these people that are despairing uh, but not not us. No we're going to press on. We're going to keep doing the same thing we were doing before. no right. matter Which way this thing breaks. We're going to keep worshiping with our church. We're going to keep seeking first the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Continue to put our hope in him. Continue to read his word. Continue to pray. and Continue to work for yeah. the advance of his gospel throughout the world.
1: Yeah so in other words We're going to continue to have a sword in one hand and a trowel in the other. We're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep building. Amen.
0: Hey, thanks so much for listening to The Sword and the Trial today. A big thank you again to our fan members. We hope you, you're enjoying the content that goes out to you monthly as you're a part of the fam. And for the Armory, there's continual content going up in there. Thank you for your prayer, encouragement, support. We're very grateful for you.
1: Yeah. If uh, this podcast has been a help to you, then uh, subscribe to our channels if you would and, and pass it around. Send it to other folks. It might be an encouragement to them as well.